Hello and welcome to the Crochet Circle podcast. This is episode 38 and it is called World Pomination with thanks to Hannah from the Cozy Cottage Crochet podcast who gave me that title idea. <laughs> Happy New Year! Happy Hogmanay! I hope you're all well. I just... I'm flabbergasted that another year has gone. I remember writing the title back at the end of 2017 saying I can't believe it's November. That was in 2017 and I just like goodbye life you're just going whoosh before my very eyes um I cannot believe it's January 2019 it's just yeah where's life going um it's good I'm busy I'm always busy and I love everything that I do but I just, it's just it's all just going so quickly can we slow it down can we just like change the speed at which life actually goes that would be quite nice I am, it's really cold here today and I'm absolutely frozen so I have got on all of the layers. I found my biggest jumper with the longest sleeves so I can flap them down like a teenager and walk about dragging my sleeves. I've got a very nice cup of Christmas tea with me and I am wearing, again from Hannah, my um, Treasure Island shawl which I did in a Gotland um, wool which is lovely and warm and really makes the case that more wool doesn't necessarily mean or more yarn doesn't necessarily mean more warmth this was one skein it was about 350 meters it's lovely and light and it's lacy and my, the top of my chest and my neck are really nice and warm in this so sometimes you don't need lots of layers you just need the right actual breed of um, wool in your yarn that can make all the difference Right, hello January, hello Crochet Clan, um, let's crack on, let's tell you what I've got coming up in this episode. There is um, Old Dog New Tricks, um, I've got a Cal update on the Christmas Eve Cal, we've got a yarn review of Erica Knight's Wild Wool which I promised um, last month, there's also Final Destination, En Route, Feeding the Habit, um, some quick news beats, big up and uh, j'adore. And what I'm not going to do in this episode is um, talk about kind of a review of 2018 and what I'm looking for in 2019 and what my goals are. I'm actually going to record a second January episode in the next few days and I'm going to talk about it there because I find it really helpful to just assess what's happened in the year before and how I want the year ahead to roll out. Um, so that's, I'm well aware that lots of podcasters do this and it might not be all of your cup of tea. So I'm doing it as a separate episode. You can choose whether you want to tune in for that or not. Um, yeah, so I'm covering none of that in this one, but I will cover it in episode 39. Right, old dog new tricks. So this one, this brainwave came from my friend Beck, who is Black Horse Yarns. Um, she came round and spent the night here. And when she did, I was just finishing off a hat that I'd been working on. And I've just come round to the idea that actually I can wear a pom-pom. Previously, if anybody put up a poll on Instagram and said to pom-pom or not to pom-pom, I would have been that one solitary voice saying, do not pom-pom, pom-poms are ridiculous, 
they look stupid, I don't like them, I never put a pom-pom on anything. And then what happened was um, my friend Jenny and I went to Oxford for our, our annual um, girly Christmas weekend and we went to TK Maxx and when we were there we tried on what felt like every single shop, every single hat in the shop. Didn't matter how ridiculous it looked, we tried it on. And because they've got quite a variation of hats in TK Maxx, especially this time of year, it meant that actually what we could do was work out which hats suited us and which hats didn't. And lo, I can rock a pom-pom. <laughs> and previously I would have said that I looked ridiculous in a pom-pom. So having just made a couple of hats, I was talking to Beck about pom-poms and how to put them on and just generally about how to use them. And she came up with the amazing brainwave of popping a button on the bottom of your pom-pom. And if you then leave a big enough hole when you're sewing up the top of your hat, which is the crown, leave a big enough hole that you can pass a decent sized button through it, then you have the choice to have a pom-pom on your hat or not have a pom-pom on your hat, which also means that, let's say you drop your hat in a muddy puddle. I don't think pom-poms would fare particularly well through the wash, especially if you've got um, like one of the nice alpaca ones or some of the full fur ones. But by adding the button on, you can just take it off, wash your hat. And it also means, I don't. if you've made pom-poms, you know that they are a complete pain in the backside to make. So by doing this method, you could make fewer pom-poms and just swap them from one hat to the next to the next, as long as the colour matching works. But you don't have to have loads and loads of different pom-poms that you make. You can simply keep on swapping them out from one hat to the next. So that's it. I'm converted. I am now like a full-on pom-pom wearer. I just, I'm amazed. Next it will be tassels. Like, I hate tassels, and now I'm eyeing up tassels and thinking, oh, maybe I could add tassels to things. I don't know what's happened, I don't know what has flipped in my mind, but something has switched, like, in the last couple of weeks, and I don't know what it is, but now I'm a pom-pom and potentially a tassel girl. It's bizarre. I don't get it. Cal update. We have got the Christmas Eve Cal running at the moment. That goes on until Sunday, the 27th of December. The thread is in Ravelry and it's in Charlie's group, which is the Love Charlie podcast group. You can go in there and there's an active thread for your um, whips and there's an FO thread as well. And you can also add it into um, Instagram. And if you use hashtag Christmas Eve Cal, for your whips and then hashtag Christmas Eve Cal FO for your finished objects so we can all see them. And there's some really lovely things being in. Um, this is one of the things that I made. It's a bubble hat. Um, the one that I've just been discussing with the pom-pom. And it was a really quick make but I'll talk about it a little bit more. One in the yarn review and also in my um, final destination as well. So keep on adding your stuff into the um, cal and it's lovely to see all the little projects that are being made and also that people are taking time out and have been taking time out in what is really quite a busy time of the year and just getting little five and ten minute bursts to themselves to sit and craft and just like, relax a little bit which that was the whole purpose of the cal. It's all about making sure you get time for yourself. 
I have a yarn review for you. I showed this um, yarn as an incoming, I think a couple of months ago when I got my hands on it. And it's called Wild Wool by Erica Knight. And it's an Adam Waite yarn. It comes in at 170 metres. That's 186 yards for a 100 gram um, skein. And it's 85% wool. The breed isn't specified. And it's 15% viscose, but the viscose is actually made up of nettle fibre and it's spun in Italy. Um, it's a, a single ply yarn, which um, is, I think, a really interesting yarn to crochet with, and I mean single ply in general. Sometimes you can have issues where it's got so many fibres are a bit fly away and get caught up on your hook, and I didn't have any of those issues with this yarn um, with the wild wool. It comes in eight different colours. There's a silver, which I suspect is undyed, a silvery light blue, a dark um, tealy petrol colour, brown, a dirty mustard, a kind of forest green, the purple colour, which is what I've used for the hat, and a pinky, grey pinky colour called Doddle. And I think no matter which colour you're looking at, the thing that stands out most of all is that because it has the nettle fibre in it, that comes across as a silvery colour. And I, I mentioned this last month when I was talking about the onion yarns, which also has nettle in it. And what that means is that you get a very different kind of almost like strands of silver coming through. It's really beautiful and it gives it a more tonal effect throughout the yarn so it's it makes it almost seem like a semi-solid but because it's a single ply you get these twists it's almost like having a really soft metallic thread twisted through but to my mind far nicer than the kind of sparkly yarns that you get and they're not necessarily my cup of tea this is really um subtle in the way that the nettle fiber appears but it does look like this lovely silver and um, wisp that comes all the way through the yarn so i started working with this yarn probably about a month and a half ago two months ago and i tried to start off some slip stitch mittens with it but the um the pattern and the gauge were just off it was nothing to do with the yarn Um, lots of people had said the same about the pattern and so i um frogged back that project and then i had to um, refrog that same yardage I think I did it about two more times as I was trying to get gauge for the hat that I finally made with it I was really impressed with the fact that that yarn that had been ripped out a few times actually still looked brand new I've had other yarns where I've made things and I've frogged back once especially with single ply actually and it looks awful and and you've got flyaway fibres and it looks like it's seen really rough years of, of wear and tear and that was not the case with wild wool. It actually looked like it was brand new as I said and I crocheted up with it and I didn't have any problems re-crocheting that meterage that I'd already worked with and I I think that's really quite helpful. Um, I tend not to do loads of um, swatches because I'm a bit cheeky and I like to just start a project and take my gauge from there. Um, and so being able to frog back and that not have a detrimental effect on the yarn is really helpful for me and I'm sure it is for other people as well. So the hat that I made is called the Wynn Slouch Hat. It took 
pretty much 100 grams of the yarn and I used a different scrap yarn for the pom-pom which was sat in my stash. It, you get a really beautiful stitch definition with this yarn and um, because it's the single ply and you don't have the intricacy of two or three or four plies being plied together what I often find that that brings is a really beautiful stitch definition because it's not over complicated so what you're seeing are the stitches rather than the detail of lots of ply and it's one of the reasons I really love using single ply yarns um, it's a lovely warm yarn to work with as well and because I've used a 5mm hook on this what that means is I've actually got quite a nice dense hat. Now that was what I was looking for, I deliberately came down to a 5mm hook rather than the hook size that the pattern told me to use because I didn't want it to be too high, high the overall hat and I wanted to test the yarn in a more dense fashion. But that said, it would be very easy to make this a more drapey yarn by going up larger hook sizes. I've seen garments made with this yarn and it looks beautiful. It's really very nice. Um, so it's not just something that I would use for accessories, though it does appear to be really hard wearing. So something like a crocheted bag could work really nicely with this yarn. That was what I was initially going to do, but I would need more of it for that. And frankly, having been in TK Maxx and uh, discovered my love of pom-poms, I wanted straight away to make a hat with this yarn. So anything else I need to tell you about it? I would definitely use it again. Um, I love the colour palette that she's got. It's quite a muted, um, kind of earthy tones. She says it's inspired by the wild, which I can totally see within that palette, especially the Dirty Mustard. Um, one of the beauties about reviewing Erica's yarns is that her stuff is available globally. So if you're sat in America or Australia or Germany, Switzerland, wherever you are, the chances are that you will have an online stockist where you can get Erica's yarn from. So it's always a nice one rather than me doing a little, you know, far flung yarn that it's going to be very difficult for most people to get their hands on. Um, Erica's Wild Wool is a lot easier. Loved it. Now, what I would say is that um, if you like really soft wools, this is soft. But I find that one of the most sensitive parts of my body is actually um, at the top of my head when I wear a hat. And I feel a little bit of a prickle with this, but really not a lot. Um, so it's absolutely fine for me to wear. It is soft, but when I've reviewed this, and I've done a full blog post for this, and links are in the show notes, um, but when I reviewed it, I just pulled it down a little bit on softness because... I'm well aware that my idea of soft is not the same as everybody else's and, you know, I can wear Icelandic next to my skin and lots of people are definitely on the kind of merino, alpaca and um, blue face Leicester side of softness. So um, it's not just quite as soft as that, but I don't, like I've got no prickle going on at the front of my head at the moment. And it's quite a tight hat as well on me, which is the way I wanted to wear it. So definitely use it again and like I say there's a full review with loads of photos of this yarn and it's um it's on my website but it's linked from the show notes which you can get at www.thecrochetcircle.podbean.com 
So this probably moves swiftly on into Final Destination. My first one is the Wynn Slouch Hat that I've just showed off as part of the yarn review. I really enjoyed working up this hat and one of the things I particularly love about it, if I just remove my pom-pom, is that actually the stitch pattern makes it reversible. So you can choose whichever side you prefer, attach your pom-pom and away you go. Um, it was quick to work up and once you get past the first 16 rows you're then on an 8 row repeat. It's got some really clever work in the crown to make the decreases which I thought was a really smart way of dealing with decreases without getting lots of puckering going around the crown which is what quite often happens with um, crocheted and knitted hats. Um, it's by a lady called, she is Harley Wentworth and she goes on Instagram as New Wool. So that's um, N-O-O-W-U-L Designs. It's a free pattern if you get it from her blog but if you click straight through to Ravelry you can actually pay for the pattern so you have the choice depending on what you want to do. I actually um, went to the free pattern first to make sure it was something I wanted to work from and then I ended up paying for it because I wanted to be able to support the designer because I think this is probably a hat that I will make time and time again. I can see my niece Darcy wanting to steal this from me. She's a bit of a hat and a pom-pom lover. Um, so yeah, it's. I think it was just under £3 for that pattern and I think well worth £3. Um, for something that you can use time and time and time again. I have already popped up um, notes on Ravelry in a project page for this. So if you want to go and find me there, I am Ma Dashper on Ravelry. Information is in the show notes and it's also at the beginning and the end slides for the YouTube video. So if you're on audio, whenever you stop driving or doing whatever you're doing in your car and if you're all... If you're listening on audio and you're driving, hello. <laughs> um, I know that that's what quite a few of you are doing, so I'm waving at you. Um, but all of the details are in the show notes. So when you stop driving or cleaning or doing whatever you're doing, um, pop onto your computer and you can get all of the details from there. Um, what else do I, What else have I done? It's been a bit of a hat month, really. I think because of the pom-poms. I also knitted myself a curlew hat. I want to get better at stranded colour work for both um, knitting and crochet. And for me, one leads into the other. Knitting helps with my crochet stranded work and crochet helps with my knitting stranded work. So it's just an area that generally I want to be better at. Now, this design came from a lady called Linda Shearer. And she did it for the RSPB. And if you're not UK based, the RSPB is the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds. And it's a charitable organisation based in the UK. And they are there to conserve bird populations in the UK and actually globally. They do a lot of really good work. So this is a free of charge pattern that again you can find on Ravelry. I've changed a little bit and again I've done project notes on Ravelry so you can see the changes I've made and exactly what yarn amounts I used because it's a great one for using up scraps of yarn. I was just using Rowan Felted Tweed for this one which is a really lovely yarn if you haven't used it before. It can be a little bit scratchy, it's quite a, it's quite a fibrous yarn but if you don't mind that it's it's nice to work with. 
Um, so, like I said, this is available on Ravelry. It's free of charge. You actually get the download from the RSPB website and it's fully charted. And they also have a link there whereby you can donate. So what I did was donated £5 to the RSPB to basically pay for the pattern because there was no other there was no other link. It was just done to raise awareness of the plight of the curlew, which is the bird which is depicted on the hat. So I figured, well, I would normally pay kind of £5 plus for a pattern, so I may as well donate that money straight into the RSPB. So that's what I did. And guess what? It's got a pom-pom on it. And it's got a pom-pom which is detachable also. Like I say, if I was clever, I would have done it so that my two pom-poms were transferable, but I didn't because one was downstairs, one was upstairs, and I couldn't be bothered to go and double-check what the whole size was. Um, so I've got two different size pom-poms. But, you know, it's called world pomination because th this is the place where the pom-poms now live and more will be made. So they were two of my um, finished objects. I also... Um, what else did I do? I was a bit silly and I put myself under quite a bit of pressure. I made four pairs of socks for people for Christmas. Um, two adult pairs and two children's sizes. We went off to my friends Jenny and Fraser's for Christmas and I thought it would just be amazing. Her two boys love it when I make things for them and pretty much um, the youngest one, whenever he puts anything on, he says, Faye made this for me. Faye made this for me. Faye made this for me. It doesn't matter if it's shop-bought. That's irrelevant. I made it for him. I make all the things. He loves all the things, but I make all of the things, even if I haven't. So I thought it would be really sweet if they had matching socks that matched with their mum and dad. So the littlest had a pair that matched with um, with Fraser's, and then the eldest son had a pair that matched in with Jenny's. And they just they looked so adorable. I used the West Yorkshire Spinners um, candy cane from last year and Fairy Lights from this year, but... Needless to say, Fraser is never allowed to get a knitted Christmas present ready and wrapped on Christmas Day. So he got one sock and I spent Christmas Day furiously finishing off his second sock. And he got it, I think, by about eight o'clock at night and popped it straight on his foot. Um, so the photo that you can see shows all of them, their little feet together. And it just it's very cute. It was worth the effort, especially because the boys just... They love a knitted sock. Whenever they go to their sock drawer, the first ones that they will pull out are the ones that I've knitted for them. So next year, Jenny and Fraser might not get knitted socks, but the boys probably will because they can just they'll they'll end up looking forward to it being one of their little Christmas traditions. Um, what else did I do? I think I mentioned last month that I, um. I'd been working on two whopper projects for a design. Um, one of them was 200 grams of, uh, actually 220 grams of four ply and the other one was 200 grams of a heavy lace weight. So 1200 meters crocheted in total for the second shawl. Um, I got them done, <laughs> which was a relief because I was on a deadline. So I got the designs done, got them all out to the company I was doing them for and it meant that I could then just 
relax. Um, I think I managed to get them over by the 20th of December and then I just went collapsed basically. I can't show you those until about March, April time and then I'll be able to share a bit more with you but it's quite exciting and it's exciting because the concept is exciting and it's exciting because my design's going to be involved in it and that it's just lovely and it makes me very happy. <laughs> so as soon as I can, I will share more with you. Um, is that it? Is that everything? Two Whopper projects, two hats, four pairs of socks. It's probably enough, isn't it? Especially over Christmas and New Year. I don't know about you guys. Did you get in as much crafting as you thought you might? I thought I was going to have like... Days of sitting on my city, listening, watching podcasts, listening to audiobooks, sitting and crocheting. And it just, it didn't happen. And I'm still kind of waiting for it to happen. And now, today's the 3rd of, um, I nearly said December, today's the 3rd of January. And I still feel like I haven't really had that crafting time that I wanted. So maybe I'll try and sneak some in at the end of the month and just take a couple of days off. Right, on to en route. You're going to be amazed when I show you this because I've talked about getting this project done for long enough and I have nearly finished one of them. It is a fallen leaves sock. I finally got to pick these back up um, the other day and I turned the heel and it didn't take as long as I thought it was going to take. Um, but I have got the best part of one finished sock. What I particularly love about it, it's got a very defined um, stitch pattern in this sock and it's very obvious when you've gone wrong. And when you go wrong because, well, it's New Year's and you've had a little drink and you think you can still crochet a sock, I, can't, I just can't face um, ripping them back, so I'm just going to live with it because nobody's going to see. It's a sock. Um, but I was doing really well until I got to the heel turn and then I I got my stitches um, kind of the wrong way round and so it's gone a little bit squiffy at the top. But it's Hogmanay squiffy, so I can live with that because I was enjoying a glass of fizz and I'd had a nice wheel and so it's fine it's like it's like a good memory mistake it's absolutely fine um so I reckon these will be done by the end of this weekend I don't have too much to do on them I need to crochet about 10 centimeters up the leg and then do the ribbing but I think what I'm going to do is actually do a knitted rib on this because it's, it can be really difficult to get a crocheted rib to do what it needs to do, which is to have elasticity, not be too tight and still be able to pass your foot through it. And I know that I can get a knitted rib to work. So I'm going to crochet all the way up and then do just a small knitted rib around the top. And I think that's one of my goals for 2019 anyway, is to see how I can incorporate the bits of knitting a sock, like the cuff, the heel and the toe, how I can incorporate them into a crocheted sock because the beauty of a crocheted sock is the speed at which you can just drill around and go and do all the rounds. The bits that often let a sock down are the toes, the heels and the cuff. So 
I'm going to see if I can do a crow neck version of a sock and see what that brings to the party. So like I say, probably in the next couple of days, the first one will be finished. I had already started the second one and you may or may not remember that is in a totally different colour because one has got um, nylon is superwash and one is not and I'm testing the two out side by side. So as soon as I've got these off and on my feet, then I will be doing all of the work on wear and tear to see whether there is any obvious difference with superwash or non-superwash. I know what I'm hoping for. I'd really like to find out that superwash does nothing for the longevity of your socks because that would be fantastic if that was the case. So I'm not going to promise that they'll be done by the next podcast because... I'm quite good at over-promising and I don't want to put pressure on myself. But that is what I am working on. What I also wanted to show you is kind of future project because I'm not <laughs> I'm not allowed to start it. I might swatch, but I'm not allowed to start it until I've at least finished the first of my fallen leaves socks. Now I know that a few of you are going to be making this project. It's called the Estra Sweater. And the lady that has designed it is called Lila Bjorn. And, I mean, this has got a good couple of hundred um, projects already in Ravelry. It's a very well-tested um, pattern. It's a crocheted yoke sweater. And it just looks wonderful. And I know that, I think, uh, Lisa and Stasia want to make it. I first came across this because... My lovely friend Deb, who's also my tech editor, has started one. And um, when I went to see her last month, month before, she said, oh, have you seen this? And I hadn't. I was like, ooh, might have to make myself one of those. So this is my first crocheted sweater of 2019. And my plan is to have it finished and done, ready to wear up at Edinburgh Yarn Festival in March so that I can rock a crocheted sweater and fly the flag for crochet at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. Um, and what I'm planning to do it in is to make it a little bit funky and I have got a skein of hand-dyed yarn by my friend Beck who is Black Horse Yarns. This is, um, I think it was, because I provided her with the yarn, I think it was a 100% plain merino rather than a merino nylon mix and it's kind of based on the colours of like a koi carp so it's got a really burnt orange in there going into a brown um, light grey going into light teal going into really dark teal almost petrol colour I've taken photos and I'll add them into the show notes for those of you that are listening and I'm going to pair that off with one of the colours from the Soxia line and I'm quite happy to use this um, this yarn for jumpers because I know that it works really well. I've used it previously in a in a knitted jumper that I did which actually machine washes really brilliantly and it's wearing very well and it's comfortable as well. It doesn't really pill. So the colour that I'm using is called Chryso and it is 75% merino and 25% nylon. And the two colours, the Chryso is um, kind of a mid tealy greeny blue. And the two colours go really nicely together. And I've got enough of both. I've got enough Chryso sat in my stash 
to be able to make this jumper. Now again it has got ribbing on the cuff and ribbing at the bottom and I think that what I'm going to do is knit the cuff and knit the bottom of this jumper as well because a lot of the examples I've seen on Ravelry the ribbing is quite loose and flappy uh, at the bottom of the jumper and I don't I don't want that so I'll see where I get to but again I'll try and keep really decent project notes and um, pop them up there because I know that like I said quite a few of you are planning to make this and I think that when lots of you see how this jumper works out and see how many other people on Instagram and Ravelry are making it I think this is going to become a really popular jumper so I will try to take very good um, notes for you so you can follow them if you so wish so yeah future planning not quite an en route but soon soon my lovely soon I'm quite excited about this because um, originally I was going to use these yarns to make a uh, a blurred line sweater which is um, Diane Adidas Designs jumper my concern with that is that the way that the stripes go I'm not exactly small of the bust and the where the stripes sit I just think it's going to basically shine a massive spotlight onto my boobs and whilst I'm quite happy with what I got I don't necessarily want to be drawing even more attention to them and the beauty of the Estra sweater is that the lines are going vertically rather than horizontally. So what it's going to do is elongate my body, elongate my fat bits, elongate the biggest parts and widest parts of me. And I just think it's probably going to do me a few more favours than having horizontal stripes. Um, and I'll still do a blurred um, line sweater, but I think I'm just going to wait until I've kind of downsized a little bit and lost a bit of weight and then make one when I think it will be a bit more flattering on me. Um, so it's just sweater is what it's going to be for now. So moving on to feeding the habit. Um, I haven't bought a single gram of yarn this month, as in December just gone. Um, I think just because I was doing Christmas presents and December is a month where you just are thinking about buying lots of things for other people and you don't tend to get caught up with the things that you might want yourself. <laughs> um, but that doesn't mean to say that I didn't have yarn coming into the house. Um, my friend Jenny did Vicky Brown's advent calendar. She did the four-ply version this year. It's the first time she's ever done anything like that. And because we were down with them for Christmas Day... Um, she went through all of her calendar and she pulled out the ones that she doesn't like and or want. So I was the recipient of them instead. So of course I have got all of the bright ones with the neons in. So there's um, one with literally every single neon colour and some speckles on it. There is a neon green which is just not Jenny's cup of tea whatsoever. There is... A mustard one, it's quite a kind of egg yolky yellow mustard one. Again, Jenny has never nor will ever wear this colour. It is just not her thing. There's a cream based one which's kind of like um she's called it Vicky's called it pumpkin spice. 
So it's got that pumpkiny orange colour with a bit of brown in there going into a um, kind of corally pink colour. Not Jenny's cup of tea. A grey, which is called Little Match Girl. Uh, quite a bluey grey, not Jenny's colour. <laughs> and I one that I really love, which is um, Dusky Pink. And it's got greens and a little bit of yellow through it. And Vicky has called that Mossy Rock. Again, not Jenny's cup of tea. So what I did is um, went into my stash and picked out all of the yarns that I have got that are of the same weight that I thought Jenny would like. And I've done her little 10 gram mini balls or mini skeins so that she still has the same amount of yarn. So if she wants to do a project with her yarn, then she's got that. But it means that she's not using the colours from the advent calendar that she just doesn't want to use in a project. And then I have got six lovely colours that I will use in socks and bits and pieces. So everybody is happy. So she's got teals, purples, pinks, blues. That's it. <laughs> and I get all the other colours. Like I say, both people very happy. But this is the only yarn that has come over the threshold of uh, Shez Dashbur Hughes this month. That said, next week I'm popping up to um, Northern Yarn Kate, who's just lovely. She owns a yarn shop in Lancaster called Northern Yarn. I did a blog, um, well a vlog, about the two yarn shops up in Lancaster probably about a year ago now. And unfortunately one of them closed down, Freehold Yarn Company closed down though Amy is still running the shop online and Kate's shop just has gone from strength to strength. Now Kate was sharing a, a shop with another um, shop owner and it was quite a small space and when Amy's shop shut down, which was a much bigger space and really open to doing workshops and things, that is where Kate is moving Northern Yarns into, which is very exciting. She opens up on Monday the 7th of October and I'm heading up there on Thursday. I was going up on Monday, but I'm now going to a spinning mill in Yorkshire on Monday to go and have a little look around and look at what they're doing with British breeds. So more coming up on that. That's going to be quite interesting. Um, that's not a trip that I've organised, that's one that I'm piggybacking on with somebody else that's organised it. I was like, oh, me, 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 let me come, I want to go to Laxton's. So I'm heading up to Laxton's on Monday to go and poke around their mill and see what they've got. Um, yeah, and then heading up to go and see Kate, which means ultimately I'm going to bring um, yarn or something back from um, going to Northern Yarn because... Kate's just reopened, she's had the expense of moving to a new shop and I want to be able to support her. So I'll come back with something. Kate is also very good at finding um, British breeds local to her in Cumbria and having them spun and that's something that I want to support. So there will be goodies in next month. Um, but one of the other um, couple of things I did receive, which were all Christmas presents, were books from people. And the first one that I wanted to show you is, um, it's called Ikagai, I think. Ikigai? Ikigai? It's I-K-I-G-A-I. 
and it's the Japanese secret to a happy, a long and happy life. And this one came from um, Charlie, from the Love Charlie podcast. I haven't been able to sit down and read it yet, but one of my one of my pointers for 2019 is trying to be kinder to myself and having more pearls of wisdom in my arsenal. So when I'm being a bit stressy knickers over something or there's something that repeatedly upsets me, then I've got even just a little sound bite that I can go back to and go, no, it's okay. And that's one of the things I think this book is going to help me with. Um, I was also sent all the way from Australia. Um, it's a book um, which is by the Frankie magazine. And if you are Australian based, you may have heard of the Frankie magazine. I suspect it's a little bit like Molly Makes that we have over here. And what they've actually done is created an entire book called Look What We Made. And it's all about Australian makers and makers that do all sorts of stuff. So um, bits with clay, polymer clay, laser cutters, stained glass, um, you name it, it's in this book. And it's less about um, like project ideas and it's more about their process and what they do and their personalities, which makes it a very different take and really interesting. And this came via... Um, Mara, so thank you for that, Mara. It's it's always really interesting to see what other um what other countries do and how they tackle crafts because it really does differ a lot from one country to the next. So it's been lovely to um flick through this and get inspiration from all of the different makers that are in this um in this book. I will add links to all of these books into the show notes in case you want to purchase them because books are one of the things that are generally quite easy to buy on a global basis and finally Jenny and Fraser also bought me the Knits About Winter book whether you knit or not this is a beautiful publication it's absolutely gorgeously shot the photography is gorgeous the feel of it is gorgeous it's been published by Pom Pom Press it's just, it's stunning. Now, I don't think I will ever do another book of designs. But if I ever did, this is kind of my aspiration, is to create something of this quality. The little details, like a photo and then a sheet of vellum paper over the top that has the, the title on it, is just, it's gorgeous. And... I want to do lots of the patterns in here, but even more than that, it's just a really beautiful pattern book to just keep on flicking through and um, like gaining inspiration from. It's beautiful. It's by a lady called Emily Foden, and Emily has her own yarn company, which is called Viola, and her yarns look just beautiful. She has got launches going all over in the world at the moment and she was very recently in Loop in London and I couldn't get down to it. Um, but I would love to get my hands on some of her yarn and squish it because, yeah, she just she does beautiful colours, very natural colours and um, it's quite it's quite inspiring what she does and how she does it. It's a definite, like... 
aspirational book that one it's it's beautiful um so i think that was it for feeding the habit um yeah not a lot lovely to have some books coming in that's really nice um but yeah not much yarn and i don't think there's going to be much coming in in 2019 but as i said i will talk about that in episode 39 which will come in a couple of weeks so quick news beats um, global hookups. The first one is coming up on the Saturday, the twelfth of January. I've put that in as an eight pm start. And that's um, GMT, and then there will be one on the Sunday morning as well, which is come on brain a nine am start again GMT. Um, so that's the first one of the season. I have updated the Ravelry thread so it's now got all of the ones I've set out between now and June so we have got six months worth of global hookups in the diary and they're in my diary as well which is quite important because it means nothing else should be booked in on those dates that said I've just realised I might be in Barcelona for one of them so I'll I'll shut up and we'll, we'll see if I need to change one of them already um, the next yarn show that I'm vending at is actually quite soon. It's on the 20th of January. Better start preparing for that. And that's the Waltham Abbey Wool Show. It's quite an interesting one, this. It's one day. It's between 10 and 4. It's on a Sunday and it's just off the M25. And it's run by a lovely lady called Diane, who is the crochet chain. So it's a nice yarn show that's got a bit of a crochet bent to it, which is lovely. Um, so yeah, I'll be there. I don't know where my stand is yet, but um, come and say hello if you're coming down for that. It should be a really nice little show to come and attend. It's in a hotel, so it's quite, you know, it's easy access, easy going. It's not in the middle of nowhere. You don't have to drive for ages to get there. Um, but yeah, that's at Waltham Abbey. And then, what else? Oh, I've updated in Ravelry the setting the scene for 2019 um, thread, which I've done it for the last few years. But basically, it's a place for you to go and post up what your goals are likely to be for the year ahead. And also a nice place to reflect on where you were for 2018, if you want to use it as that. It's just a way for people to sign up to something and to see what other people are signing up to and give yourself ideas from there. So like I say, I've set the thread up. I haven't yet put my goals up there, but I will be doing that in the next few days. And my goals are going to be about um, my crafting goals, my designing goals, and also my environmental goals. Um, that's a huge part of my designing goals and my crafting is around environmental principles and awareness. So um, that will naturally be part of my, my goal setting for 2019 as well, to see what more I can do environmentally to help the planet rather than um, diminish it in some way so yeah that's already up and running so if you want to add your goals in please go and add it into setting the scene for 2019 thread I know tomorrow you have already uploaded something and I think jewel feather and threads you have as well I tried to move over into the new um, thread but if you want to double it over and pop it into 2019 then please go ahead and do that too you were just earlier than I was at getting the thread, at wanting to post something into a thread. Um, right, I think that's it for quick news beats. Next up is a big up. 
I want to share with you another podcaster. She is called Marceline and her podcast is the Hey Brown Betty podcast and she's on YouTube. Marceline has got 60 episodes for you to go at and I've been making my way through them and actually a bit of a top tip for you is if you come across a new podcaster and they've got lots and lots of episodes what I tend to do is top and tail them so I'll watch an episode from the very beginning and an episode which is the most current and then work my way back and what that means well back and forward I guess what that means is that if they've got current stuff that I'm interested in, then I'm more likely to be able to keep up with them and know what they're doing with cows or different yarns that are coming through or different patterns. And I can stay up to date that way, but I still get to like work with them from the very beginning and see what it is that's enthused them and how they've got to where they are in their crafting life at that point. And that's what I've been doing with Marceline. It's been really helpful. So she's predominantly a knitter, but Marce also does... Um, crochet until very very recently she was also a natural dyer she had a company that she did with her daughter called Dynamics Yarns and they've just stopped that um, literally a couple of days ago which is a shame because I really wanted some of her yarn and I was going on to buy it and couldn't find the shop and I was like what? where have they gone and then I find out on Instagram that they've actually they've closed the shop down um, but the other thing that Marceline does is she works with a friend called Kelly and together they have an Etsy shop called Makers Merch and they sell pins and bags and I've provided links for both in the um, in the show notes. Um, it's really interesting having seen Marceline's journey because you can see her coming through as a knitter and crocheter and she was doing, um, she was drawing, she was doing all sorts of stuff and um, kind of taking further the yarn crafts and um, sewing as well and it's it's just a really lovely journey to watch somebody go on and she's got a lovely relaxed way about her and yeah she's an intelligent woman with good things to say and I, I yeah I'm appreciative of that so yeah that is the Hey Brown Betty podcast if you want to go and check out Marceline and last but not least, we are on to J'adore. And I've got two little things for you. The first is that I'm, I looked up from my computer yesterday and it was 20 past four and there was still daylight outside. I am somebody that we get to the 21st of December, we have the longest night over and done with and then my heart lifts. I don't suffer from um, any seasonal disorders, anything like that, but the minute that we get beyond that longest night and I can see just like an extra minute of daylight just encroaching every single day, it just makes me so happy. On the contrary, when we get to the 21st of June, I'm like, oh, the nights are drawing in, it's getting dark. I, I really love it when you know that the promise of spring and summer is in front of you it just it, it makes me very happy and that's where we're at now so we've extended sunlight slowly slowly creeping through and that's fab and the other thing that I adore is you lot <laughs> um thank you very much for all of your help and support in 2018 I'm rubbish at getting back to you on comments and I work on the basis that you all know 
that I see the comments, I just don't always get time to respond to them. In fact, I rarely get time to respond to them. But I work on the basis that you would rather that I was spending that time going and doing interesting trips, spending my time doing yarn reviews, kind of digging deeper into this industry and bringing that forward to the podcast. So please, please, please do keep on commenting and hitting the like button. I cannot tell you how much that means to podcasters to have you engage on Instagram, on Ravelry, on YouTube, on Podbean, wherever it is. Even if those podcasters aren't able to get back to you, it means the world to have that information coming back that what you're doing is appreciated. I'll give you a really simple example. I asked last month, give me a hands up if you like the show notes. And so many of you came back and said, yes, they're helpful. Yes, we love the details. Yes, I love the links. That's it. I will keep on doing the show notes forevermore um, because I've had that feedback come back to say, yes, please keep it up. And when you review something, we know that you've really reviewed it. It's, it's really helpful to have that interaction. So I guess what I'm loving is that you want to interact with me in that way. And I wish I had more hours in the day to respond to everybody and get back to you. But know that I listen to your comments and know that I read them. I just don't get the chance to come back. Um, I'm sure it's fairly evident to most of you that I have a full on life. <laughs> I don't stop. I just go and go and go. And um, I don't want to stop. <laughs> I like having a full life. We don't we don't we don't rest up very often. Um, in doing that, we we have a great fulfilled life. Um, but what that means is we don't necessarily take time out to sit and um, put time back into ourselves. <laughs> um, but what it means is we do loads of interesting stuff with our lives and those interesting things then come forward into the podcast. Um, and like I said earlier, I think you'd probably rather that I was doing that and living the fullest life possible than spending my time at a computer screen. So for every like that you give me, for every comment, thank you. I love you for it. It keeps my enthusiasm levels up for this podcast. Um, and please keep it up. It really makes a difference. Right, are we done? Is that a bit gushy? Is that too much? I meant it. You guys rock. You're just the crochet clan is amazing. Um, yeah, we're done. I need another cup of tea and to warm up. And I need to go and edit a podcast because it's due to be in your inboxes tomorrow morning at 10. And I've got wool gathering tonight. So it's going to be a late night for me. <laughs> um, right. I wish you the best start to 2019 possible. Um, I will be back. The next podcast is due on Friday the 1st of February. That's, that is relentless. <laughs> It's really nice when the podcast is due like on the 5th or 6th of the month, but the next two are due on the 1st of February and the 1st of March, which means there is no rest. There's no like extra few days to just plan it out. You just have to have it done. So uh, yeah, 1st of February is the next one and the one after that is the 1st of March. So I better start thinking about them now. Right, done and done. Happy January, happy crafting, I am waving, see you all soon!
record a podcast. You can wish. And you can bog off over there. And it's called World Pomination. Um, thank you. That was Hannah from the Cozy Cottage. Um, crochet Cod Pump. Oh, it's cold.